Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Two Scene Podcast, the podcast where two journalists sit down and talk baseball. I am your host, Tyler Foy, and with me today, we have Camilo Fonseca, as always, um, but with us inside the booth, we have a special guest, Henry Neiman, storied Seattle Mariners fan, joining us uh, after quite a spectacular win. Henry, why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are and... Happy to be here. I'm I I'm just a, a long suffering Mariners fan who's happy to finally taste October. Yeah, and you taste of October, you did. Um, we are recording this episode uh, the second day of Wild Card playoffs, so there's some things in hand, and there's some things that we're not going to be able to talk about. Although once this thing is uploaded, um, but with one game in hand, we do know one thing: is that Seattle can hold its own. Well, I think what we do know is that Alec Manoa is a fraud. And I'm. Been... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what he said uh, in going into that series? He was asked about um, if he feels pressure. And he said, pressure is something that you put in tires. Ooh. Al- Alec, you put air in tires, and there was a lot of air under that bomb that you gave up to Cal Raleigh. <laughs> oh, the Raleigh trolley making his way around the bases. But that isn't exactly what we're here to talk about. We will get into some postseason. Uh, comments and as we are recording this actually we're watching the Rays game so we'll have some live coverage from yeah. our favorite that's Rays why fan. that's why I've been silent over here because we're not having a great time right now they're in what going into the 12th no bottom of the 11th, bottom of the 11th. excuse me score is I mean this whole series has been one of like uh, pitchers duels I don't know if you can say pitchers duels or if the offenses have just been silent I think it is a combination you know Cleveland and Tampa are two of the biggest pitching factories um, yeah, for sure. in baseball. And uh, I think we're seeing a lot of that on display. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think every everybody that's been on the mound has been spectacular from the starters to the relievers. You know, somebody's got to get a hit at some point. Um, and I'm just hoping that it will be the Rays to keep their season alive at least for another day. Um, and if not, I'm sure that we'll hear about it on the on the podcast. <laughs> yeah and um you know there's a lot of sluggers in baseball there's a lot of great pitchers in baseball um but there's a player out there that's able to do both at the same time and one of the biggest discussions that we've had in our media um as we move into the postseason and i think it's obviously being a little diminished with postseason baseball but it's still at the forefront i think of a lot of people's minds is that the mvp race in the american league is extremely close uh, a lot closer than a lot of people have maybe thought it to be. Uh, but that is between Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge. And, and we're going to go into this episode and, and talk about our awards. But Aaron Judge also having a historic season. Yeah, 62 home runs hit against um, Texas. You know, fantastic. I'm, I'm glad. I know that Tyler over here is not particularly happy that this milestone was reached. But I really think that this is... is historic even as a non-yankees fan you know it's incredible to be able to to be around when history is happening it's definitely cool to watch and and, you know i i am as well a large hater of the franchise from the bronx but uh like it's 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 cool to watch history even if it's someone that you hate 
I think, yeah, you got you make a great point where it, it's great to watch history. Uh, but I was sitting in a room full of other sports journalists at my job, and all I said when I when I got the notification was, he did it. And everybody looked at me, and they were like, what? what? And I said, he did it. And I didn't talk for like another 30 minutes. I... <laughs> it was yeah it was one of those moments i it was getting towards the end of the season and when we recorded the the last episode we were so concerned about is he gonna hit it before the episode goes up Uh, which he didn't and he had a little bit of some difficulties and coming down to the last three games two games of his of the season i was hoping man i was i wasn't saying anything about it but i was really like there's a chance there's a chance he doesn't hit it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, second game of a doubleheader, first at bat, puts it over to the left field wall. Well, it's it's astonishing because he had been so hot for the entire season. I mean, we talked about it last week, is that the last like three weeks or whatever, he just went completely cold. Um, so pressure. They're re- they're really, it was the pressure, and there really was a chance that he wasn't going to make it. Um, but it was also a combination of pitchers didn't want to be the one to give the home run up, so he was getting walked like he was Barry all Bonds. the time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There was like a lot, a lot of booing for the Baltimore Orioles. They... Oh, the Boston Red Sox. I'll tell you what: when the Red Sox played the Yankees in that series where he could have hit sixty-one off them, oh man, my heart pounding every day, and every walk I cheered. Which at least you're <laughs> fortunate that it wasn't the Red. That would have just been insult to injury. Yeah. Did it off the Blue Jays and then the Texas Rangers. So. Yeah. And it was the Texas, like, obviously yeah. it was going to happen. The Texas Rangers. Um, do we do we remember who the pitcher was? It wasn't I You know, Perez. that's probably a good thing for that guy. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the pitcher's name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do know that the guy that caught the baseball God. is some wealthy personnel. Yeah, he, well, he's, that the, me he's off. the vice president of... This, this, is, this is how we know that... Life is unfair. Because this man gets front row tickets to a uh, Rangers-Yankees game. Um, and he's like the vice president of this multi-million dollar corporation. He's married to a supermodel. And he just happens to get this home run ball that's priceless. Worth like $2 million, I think. At least two, they He immediately got an offer for $2 million. But I th- I'm sure that value is going to go up. Um, Did he keep the baseball? Oh, he kept it. Yeah. Uh, did you see the guy who tried to jump the fence? To... Yes, I did. <laughs> um, and we were making jokes about I say that I went silent. I, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Uh, but I was not happy about the home run. But with the other sports journalists, we were making all types of jokes about this guy that was like 10 to 15 feet away from where the ball landed that just decided now he's going to jump down to see whether or not he can catch it which was smart it was a a a misread um but it was a smart idea because if that ball had been in the bullpen you know go for it absolutely like i get tossed out of a rangers game to get (laughs) that ball absolutely i want to know what the interaction was when he got down there and the ball didn't come down he's just standing there at the bullpen (laughs) like the pitchers are just the relievers are all around him like what are you doing i think there's a decent chance he was on the ground in pain because that that's not a small drop no it's not that's 15 feet at least um i don't know what happened to him we never saw him again well he's not going to a rangers game anytime <laughs> soon i'll tell you that yeah he might be still hospitalized so he might be not going <laughs> home for a while either um 
Um, but yeah, I, it was a, a great accomplishment. I'm glad that we were around to see it. I'm hoping somebody breaks it next year because I've done, I'm not particularly... Yeah, Again. Let's, let's start placing bets. Who's going to be the <laughs> Who's one? Who's going to break it? I think Reese McGuire has a really good chance. I think he hit four this past season. So. If, if they bring Bobby Dahl back, back up, I think you know, oh, he's, he's uh, got a easily. shot. He's got the, the I think potential. we're all sleeping on known power hitter J.P. Crawford. Oh, sure, yeah. I think Bartolo Colon's going to... There well, it we is. Re- we remember that, Mar- that Mike Zanino was out this season, so that's why... Aaron Mariners Judge legend Mike Zanino. Mar- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um... Yeah, but it, it was a great accomplishment. Um, I am very curious to see who the next person to break it is, genuinely. It's going to be Bonds but again. Will we see it in our lifetime? I think so. Probably. I think so. I think the we're getting to an era of more parity uh, between pitchers and hitters. Um, because for the longest time, um, the last decade really, it was just pitchers dominating. Um, and I think we're... You know that it it happens in cycles. Um, you know, ever since baseball started, there have been eras of pitcher dominance and hitter dominance. And I think we're at a point where that reversal is happening again. Oh, they also change the baseballs quite frequently. That's true. That's <laughs> so. True. We, so it we depends on how much MLB wants to meddle with um, the way that the game is going. And in baseball, as we mentioned, the postseason has been kicking off and and it's been exciting to watch not all the games have been too exciting this Rays Cleveland series has been quite of a sleeper but uh, well for a not for I, I as a Rays fan I'm on the edge of my seat but right for now. everybody else for everybody it's pretty else, bad sure sure it's like that Lions uh, not Lions sorry the Broncos Colts Broncos, uh, Colts, Broncos that was my game. favorite game I love yeah. that so much but with postseason baseball happening, it's easy to miss out on other important elimination baseball games that have been taking place um, internationally, which is the World Baseball Classic qualifiers. Yeah, so the for those that don't know, the, the World Baseball Classic is happening in March, uh, which I am jazzed about. So excited. Cannot wait. Um, but the qualifying round um, for some of the teams that weren't in the last edition were held, you know, at the same time that the regular season was winding down. So I don't think there was a lot of attention being placed on it. But there were some really, really interesting uh, matchups and great games that were happening. Um, There were two rounds of qualifying. There was one in uh, Germany and one held in Panama. Um, And there there were some really good storylines that came out of those qualifiers. Yeah, Great Britain, uh, their first Mm -hmm. time ever, and as a as a Mariners fan, someone who looks a lot at our prospects, their one of their top hitters was a really young catcher for us, Harry Harry Ford. Ford. Yep, yeah, Prince Harry, Prince Harry. Yeah, that that um, uh, Great Britain squad was not one that I thought was going to get out of that qualifier because the two favorites in that pool were uh, the Czech Republic. And Germany, which both have, you know, um, decent bases of, of baseball, obviously not extremely yeah. popular. Um, but, you know, Max Kepler's in, yeah. in MLB, uh, the Czech uh, Republic. There have been lots of Czech minor league players over the years. Um, and the Czech Republic did manage to qualify um, in a very, very close race with uh, Spain, which Spain also benefited because they have a lot of... Um, I don't think they have any a lot of Spanish-born players, but they have a lot a lot of players from 
the Caribbean, from Latin America that are eligible to play for Spain because of their heritage. Um, so that race really came down the wire, but ultimately the Czech Republic and uh, Great Britain were able to move on. I would not have bet Great Britain moving on. Not at all. At all. I thought it was going to be Germany or maybe Spain would be the other one. But yeah, very impressive. And uh, it's also great because that means that players from uh, British colonies, uh, like the Bahamas, like Jazz Chisholm, yeah. is planning on playing for uh, the Great Britain team in the WBC. So that's fantastic. Um, you, you mentioned the Bahamas. They qualified on their... No, Panama. It was Panama. Panama, Panama. yeah. Panama qualified in the um, in the other pool of, of qualifiers. So it was Panama and Nicaragua, which also those two were the favorites. Um, Panama got in fair, fairly easily, but uh, Nicaragua and Brazil really, th- really got close. And Brazil, for a country that really doesn't have that much uh, baseball heritage at all, they were able to really go far. Argentina also. Yeah, the, 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 the great thing in a lot of these qualifiers is that you see countries that you would never imagine to have baseball um strong baseball like argentina pakistan um new zealand was also in these qualifiers so it's just a lot of of great you you really get to see the international talent um that is present in the baseball world even in the in the major league uh system because you're right so many of these players are minor leaguers like harry ford's with um noel v marte noel v marte was on the the spain team um and i think a lot of the latin american teams also had prospects on them um so it'll be really interesting i'm very excited um for the matchups that this is giving us for uh march definitely deserves more coverage than the olympics (laughs) that's that's a time i would agree I would agree. Oh, Olympics for baseball. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you just meant the Olympics as no. a whole. No, 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 no. I would absolutely agree because you have so many major leaguers and major league, uh, future major leaguers that are, are mm-hmm. going to be playing. Um, I, I'm not sure what the who has the, the coverage rights, like the broadcast rights for it. Um, I really hope there is a strong push to market this in March and I feel like there will be because I think Major League Baseball, who like kind of runs the tournament, is aware that people are excited for it. I feel like there's a lot more big names in this year's tournament. Like it feels like every week we got a new, yes. like huge players going to Team USA. Team like, USA, man, Mike gonna Trout. Win it all. USA is stacked. They're gonna win it all. It's crazy. Bryce Although, Harper. I will say the pitchers for Team USA are they're like. David Bednar, Devin Williams, like they're they're good. They're pitchers, good pitchers. But, Those are all relievers, though. But we don't know. We're when waiting he on. Yeah, exactly. So we, it remains to be seen uh, who will be the starting pitchers for Team USA. Which obviously is you know there's more chance of injury for pitchers, mm-hmm. especially like coming out of the off season. So does Shohei play for Japan? Absolutely. Do you think he does though, or does I think he does think workload? He does. I don't know. He, he I don't know. I don't know if he pitches for japan i think he hits for japan but you i know who i want to see play for japan is the guy that just broke the home run record and... isn't he retiring though is he he's like 22 oh <laughs> who am i i know i know what you're referring to like 50 he hit 56 home runs he's 58 in, yeah or 58 in mpb what the record was 55 though wasn't it i think yeah. he got up to 50. oh but he got up to 50 the record was okay 55 yeah sure um yeah i know what you're talking about i didn't realize he was that young i'm oh. sure i'm sure he will play for for uh, team Japan. There, there are a couple of big Shohei too as well. There are a couple big names that could be in Japan. You Darvish, 
You Darvish, yeah, just, for sure. Just let's not came act off like obliterating the Mets. Let's not act like Japan hasn't won the World Baseball Classic three times. Exactly. Japan. That's true. <laughs> Japan definitely will field a, a strong team. I think, especially in the past, it's been a lot of um, foreign, uh, like foreign-born players that have gone and played for their teams, and then American-born players haven't mm-hmm. been as uh, willing to do so for like injury concerns and whatever. So it is really encouraging that so many big name uh, American players are on this Team USA. I'm just worried America is going to make it look easy. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be. It's going to be. Yeah, that's definitely possible. To bring you back to the Major League playoffs, um, with one game in hand, I think that there are a lot of takeaways that you can have. I mean, in a three-game series, first off, wildcard games no longer want just one game, right? Yes. So this is massive. This is kind of, obviously, we saw it with the 2020, uh, but now getting it to see it um, come to fruition here in a regular season, um, it, it, it's a lot more impactful, right? I mean, we're now going to have a chance for some of these teams to rebound. Now, if they will, I don't know who, you know, really has that look to them that they're going to uh, take over that series. Uh, But there were some really interesting surprises. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the whole Mets-Padres game last night. Oh, my God. You know, Max Scherzer getting lit up with, I think it was, what, four home runs? Four home runs in, like, three innings. It was was a meltdown um, for one of the best pitchers in baseball to see that performance in the postseason. Worst postseason appearance of his career. Yeah. Well, that but that's what I think the good... Um, thing is for extending these, and I understand that there are downsides to the idea of extending the wild card thing. Um, it's one of Scherzer's like worst outings of the entire season, you know, if not his career. Um, so I I do think it would have been unfair to send the Mets home after just the one game. This gives them the opportunity to rebound, um, to show that they are the better team, you know, if they are and. You know, chances are, you know, maybe they won't. Maybe the Padres will will beat them in two or in three. I think it's going three. I think it's going three. DeGrom on the mound versus Snell. Listen, you know, DeGrom has been amazing throughout, you know, his career. And although having many injury problems, I do believe that he's going to be able to shut down the Padres offense here. Now, big question is, is the Mets offense going to wake up, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Pete Alonso. Like it's, it's, it's got to be the polar bear. He's got to get something going. He looks lost. Mm-hmm. I think there's many people on that team though that are really good offensive players, and we know that because they won 100 games this yeah. year. Um, but this will be a really deflating. You know, absolutely. The last week for them has been deflating, losing to the Braves. Yeah, especially after it. After such a successful season for so long, to lose the division title at the last minute and then get knocked out of um, the postseason in the wild card game when you had world se- legitimate World Series aspirations is just, you know, we love to laugh at Mets fans, but that is genuinely heartbreaking. Or it would be. But I don't know, you know, I, I agree with you. I think the Mets definitely have the the talent and... They have the chance to to come back from this, so we'll have to see how they do tonight. How they do, uh, you know, if they get a game tomorrow, um, 
And then they move on to who do they move on to? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Oh, which gets that, worse and worse. It gets worse and worse. But the Dodgers and Met like a Padres Dodgers playoff series would be great. But it, I it would, it would be great for Dodgers and Padres fans. It would be but great I, if the Padres win. If it, the, it would yes, if, I agree. If the Dodgers won. It would be boring. It would be very expected if the Dodgers won. Yeah. Um. But the Dodger a Dodgers Mets series, regardless of who wins, would be a great series. Absolutely. So who do you guys think? Two games to play. The Padres have a lead. Who does move on from this series? I think the Mets come back. Um, I think the Padres think, win it in three, and Chris Bassett has one of his worst starts. I think he's going to blow up. That's possible. I live with a Mets fan and a Padres fan, and n- hopefully neither of them will listen to this podcast because i've been extremely neutral so far but i think it'll be the padres i the mets looked lost yesterday they have to figure it out and pronto when trent grisham is hitting home runs you're cooked (laughs) but you know they aren't the only team that imploded yesterday i mean if you guys watched the cardinals phillies game the cardinals were up 2-0 top of the ninth 93 times that this has happened they have haven't they've won every single time and then here comes the phillies and they're able to rally put together six runs yeah so i didn't even tune into that last ninth inning because i knew i was watching it and it was two two and oh going into the bottom of the ninth so i put on i think it was the seattle blue jays game um and then suddenly i get the the notification that the Phillies are rallying with one out in the ninth. Um, to put up a six spot with one out is insane. Against Ryan Helsley, who's looked great all season. Amazing, right? All-star reliever. And um, there was a little, couple things that were in motion in that moment. And, and one of the things that I picked up on was that the Cardinals kind of just flopped on defense. And that's yes. a really good defensive team. When I saw Nolan Arenado absolutely whiff on a ground grounder, a I've never ground seen ball, that before from him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seemed like there must have been some magic. He won a platinum glove last year. He he's a perennial platinum glove contender. Yes, and so that was one of the he'll things he'll probably that stuck win it this year. He might even win MVP. Well, they well, that's a well, whole other conversation. Well, but yeah, that was the that was the worst possible time. It seems like so many of these stories are just teams having the worst possible outcome at the worst possible time and i know i made a tweet about it but the cardinals they lost via walk-off last year in the wild card obviously now having a chance to um, rebound because three game series from their uh, implosion but i don't know what's going on with the cardinals back end of their bullpen but it seems like they have some issues in the playoffs the phillies are going to bring in chris taylor (laughs) <laughs> and he's gonna hit a Ooh. he's gonna hit a home run mariners legend chris taylor everybody knows him for his time in, in seattle in... <laughs> i could say any good baseball player was a former mariner and i'd probably be right but there's a lot of good baseball players that are current mariners and they looked stunning out there oh my against god the Toronto Blue Jays. that was a segue and a half yeah i mean that was a fantastic game um I don't know. Uh, Henry, what did you, I what was your impression? I could not believe what I was seeing. Alec Manoa has been dominant all season, especially... Cy the, Young candidate. Cy Young candidate, eh. Well, like, this past month, he, he let in four runs over the entire month of September and four 
last night. It's unthinkable. Like I, the 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 Mariners' but, offense is not. But Alec Manoa yeah. should not be the story of that game. The story yeah. of that game is Luis Castillo. Just, oh my yes. god, oh, Luis Castillo that was, was fantastic. Possibly and the best outing of the year. And he could have kept going as well. He was at like 108, and I think uh, I think he left off. I think he left the mound on a great note after beating George Springer. <laughs> yes. So so the what the what happened with George Springer is um. Who was hit? Um, Julio got hit Julio twice. Julio got hit twice, right. Um, I don't so, think it was intentional. Which I don't think it was intentional either. Um, but, you know, that's a good message to to be sent to send to another team that you're not going to get pushed around. Which not... Is it? Yeah, I think it's... I think it's... As long as you're not headhunting. Which we um, definitely weren't. I, I think... I, I, I just think he, he, he missed on an inside fastball. It got Springer in the hand. Like... Like this, this happened earlier, where we we know the the uh, Angels Mariners beef from the Jesse Winker fight earlier. Oh yeah, like like this is not the first time this season that we've been been we've been thrown at, and then the uh, the team who throws at us thinks that we're trying to we're trying to fight back. Like the Mariners are not a mean team. Like we've maybe it's just because I'm a Mariners fan, but like we're never in. Controversy. Exactly. I do think it was intent. I do think Castillo's you, was intentional. You think Castillo's was intentional? Yes. Which, which, I think it was intentional, but I don't, and I, there are baseball fans who will disagree, and they have perfectly valid reasons to disagree. I think it is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's only bad when it gets dangerous, when you're going, you know, high up and in. But if you're like plunking somebody in like the hip or whatever. I, th- I think it's especially not that bad if you're hitting George Springer. <laughs> yeah, George Springer. People have their their uh, feelings about him. I don't know. Was he, he, he definitively tied to the? the he was on. He, and, he was well, on that roster. Well, I know he was on the roster, but oh, not yeah. everybody. Oh, abs- no, no, oh, he, he was, was. He did. Okay, he, absolutely. He like confirmed he did. Okay. Big I didn't user know if it was of an the trash can. Situation. Yeah, for sure. Well, and and Luis Castillo just had such an amazing immaculate performance um but it really wouldn't have been you know sold as well if the rest of the bullpen which was just one we man used one right? reliever and it was our best this was the first time that like the national media has gotten a real look at andres muñoz which i know from uh, my long time love for out of the park baseball <laughs> um but he looked absolutely spectacular out there didn't he, he? threw 103 miles an hour down the middle to Vlad Jr. He watched it go by. He 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 could throw a 93 mile an hour slider. This is I've been I've been loving this guy all season. I'm so glad that everyone else gets to gets to watch him. Yeah, it looked it looked as if the Toronto offense was clueless. And I think that's a major part of what's the big storyline the day that we're recording this, right? And here comes game 2, right? And you got Robbie Ray, Kevin Gosman on the mound. And <laughs> what? And there's a lot riding right now on Kevin Gosman being the guy that they chose to give the contract to to be a part of the rotation, letting go Cy Young winner Robbie Ray. Off to Seattle he goes, and here comes Robbie Ray's chance to prove him wrong. This is the game that you signed both of these guys for. The Mariners signed Robbie Ray for this game, and the Blue Jays signed Gosman for this game. This is the statement of who was right. 
So before the game starts, um, I would love to know, guys, how do you guys think, and I, I, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say here, um, how do we think this series is going to play out? Who advances? How does it happen? I think, uh, I think Seattle has the momentum. Uh, I think I, Seattle advances, but I don't think they win game two. No, really? Okay. I think Logan Gilbert comes out game three and is better than um, the starter. I think that he's going to be able to shut down Ross the... Stripling's game three for the Jays, I believe. Yeah, exactly. I think I think if it goes to three, then Seattle definitely advances. The issue, though, with that idea is that let's say that the Toronto offense does have a good game against Robbie Ray. Then... You know, we value pitching so much, and it's only because, you know, starters have the ability to go five, six innings. Um, But if that offense kicks into gear for Toronto, you know, game three could be a completely different story. That is my main worry. If they get to Robbie Ray, they they could start getting real out of hand, and then I'm, then I'm really worried about Gilbert. I think that if we win today... Well, well, if, well we if we win today, it's over. But if we lose today, I'm really worried. Definitely. And and who, we didn't give... Oh, I'm sorry. Who do you think of these teams has the better opportunity to face New York? Or to... I mean, they, they both will face New York. But who no, do you think... Toronto, you think, has a better opportunity of beating New York? Which, they don't play in New York, but I think they have a better chance of... The winner of this game plays Houston. Exactly. Oh, I'm literally an idiot. <laughs> literally an idiot um okay okay so houston then why did i think oh because i'm think i've got the rays on my mind that's why <laughs> because i'm the winner of that game moves on to new york um oh why that's tough i think for both it's <laughs> tough I, for both discussed, either I, side you, right? so you mentioned that seattle had a 7 and 12 regular season record against Houston, which is one of their better records against Houston, which is still not great. (laughs) But we don't know at the moment our statistics on how good uh, Toronto has been against Houston. Um, But I do believe that if it came to it in a head-to-head, I think Toronto would have a better chance. Mm -hmm. But obviously, with the way that they played last night, I mean, you can't say that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, But we didn't actually give a prediction on how we think the Cardinals-Philly series is going to go. So... One game in hand, Phillies and, uh, were able to rally in the ninth inning. How do we think game two, game three plays out? Does it make it three games? What are you guys thinking? I think it makes it three games. I still think that uh, St. Louis is the better team. Um, I think the loss yesterday was a combination of an extraordinary uh, meltdown on the part of their the, the back half of their bullpen as well as some very uncharacteristic defensive misplays. Um, And both of those things, I would be very surprised to see them happen again in Game 2, let alone Game 3. So, I think that Aaron Nola on the mound today versus Miles Mikolas, and I think Nola has that matchup. Not only that, I think the Phillies are riding a real big high right now offensively. They're going to come into this game, and I think they're going to strike pretty early. Um, I haven't seen, I don't even, are they playing right now? I mean, they might no, be. No, they, they play at eight. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Wonderful. They play at eight. We don't know what's uh, going to happen exactly, but I think that the Phillies actually clinch here. This one isn't going three games. I love Albert Pujols so much. This Cardinals team is very cool. Phillies in two. 
yesterday was yesterday killed the St. Louis Cardinals. Especially when you have it's yeah, like the what's last, the locker room like? What do you yeah. do after that? That's a tough thing to recover. From. Well, how did how did you know what though? Albert Pujols had to recover his entire career trajectory down this way, which it's an audio podcast down to the dumps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and and he had to recover, right? So I expect right now Wainwright, Yadier Molina, and Pujols to be forefront in that locker room, just kind of discussing how are we going to come back. Right, there's a lot of veterans on that team too, right? You got Nolan Arenado and Paul Paul Goldschmidt who's out there trying to lead a bunch of young players. And this is what kind of what we've been saying over the whole season. We said this last year. There's a good mix of young and old here. And it's really going to be up to those veterans to change the mindset. Because I can see young players being very defeated. You met Goldschmidt and Arenado need to need to do something. They, they need, they've looked lost. They need to play. They need yeah. to they need to, like they have been such a huge part of this team's offense, and they did absolutely nothing yesterday. Paul Goldschmidt is, and both both of these guys are in are in the running for National League MVP. And if they don't put up a performance, like what are we even doing? Right, and that's why you know MVP voting. Uh, and there's one more series that we didn't get into to talk about, which is Tampa-Cleveland. But I think it's very unfair to talk about a series that is in the 12th inning right now of oh a game-clinching you know, moment that could happen. So we're not going to... I feel like it's unfair to make any predictions with that. I'm choosing not to comment. Um, <laughs> I'll choose not to comment either. But let's now hypothesize, right? We move on to the American League DS. We move on to the National League DS. And um, we got some big matchups here. And that's one of the amazing things with the seedings is that the two top teams, the two top division winners, now get that bye and they get to um, rejuvenate, right? Recoup, maybe. And whoever wins those wildcard games are going to have to play quite the tough competition. Uh, and I think you could say that for every single one of these series. Who from we thought advanced do you guys think really has the best chance to win against their future competitor. I'm looking at the moment, I'm looking at Philly. If Philly can get hot, I know it's weird. I did I I originally didn't have Philly making it out of I didn't have Philly making That's it out of the wild. That's a hot take. It's a it's wild take. hot take. It might just because I do not like the Atlanta Braves and so I've got some 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 hope. But the Braves offense and is really hit or miss. Like when they look good, they're like untouchable. They're insane. They're, they hit five home runs a game. Sometimes they look lost. And like I think it's a it's a very similar place as the Blue Jays. So if if Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola can throw another two crazy games, I think the Braves get in a hole early. And I'm not. And I'm curious to see if they can climb out of it. I will agree that I think. The Cardinals don't have a very good shot of beating the Braves. I will disagree where I think that the... I also think the Phillies have an even worse shot of beating the Braves. Um, they face them all year long, you know? Yeah, well, uh, that's true. Um, I actually don't know what the regular season record is between them. Let me double... And this is also... I feel that the Braves in the last couple weeks have been a different Braves than we've seen all year. 
because the Braves have been up and down. So have the Mets been up, 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 and then all of a sudden they collapse, right? So I don't know if exactly season records, obviously head-to-head has to be super important when we look at these matchups, can exactly be used as the right metric. Sure. I think it has to be more recent um, head-to-heads. Yeah, I, I I think that's a good point. Um, that's as far as that thing. I mean, I already said I think the Mets have a better chance of moving on against the Dodgers than the Padres do. Um, they would both be interesting series, for sure. Um, as far as the American League goes... I unfortunately don't know if, if any team that got the bye will be undermined by a team from the wild card. I mean, they're super strong, each one of them. Yes, that's true. The difference between, in both leagues, the difference between, uh, like, the space between second seed and third seed um, division winners is It's just the is Braves massive. is the only yeah. one that's kind of close. Yeah. I'm not sold on these New York Yankees. I, I am also not, if, yeah. If Cleveland gets hot, or, or, or Tampa Bay... Mm-hmm. I think the Yankees are in trouble if because like when people when people start to pitch at Judge and they don't just give him a a, a free base he's boomer bust like mm-hmm. he hits bombs but he also strikes out a lot he also strikes out a lot but he was contending for the American he League was, batting title that this is year, also and triple true. crown so I don't know if I agree with that statement at all um, so I know we don't know if the Rays are going to move on um, but from what I as a Rays fan have seen. Uh, over the course of of this year, um, is that the Rays have been um, the Rays have not shut down against the Yankees. Um, I think the Rays have a better chance of beating the Yankees because the Rays have seen the Yankees a lot. The Rays are familiar with with um, their pitching, um, with their their. I, I there was a point in the season where I genuinely thought that the Rays would take. Uh, the season series between the Yankees. That didn't end up being the case. Um, and obviously, you know, what you were saying is right, is that we also have to look at how, what these teams have been in the last two weeks, not over the course of the full season. Um, but I think the Rays do have a, a, or would have a decent chance at beating the Yankees. Um, Cleveland's also a good team. I'm not going to say Cleveland can't do that, but I would favor the Rays in that match. both have a shot. I want to adjust my statement Aaron Judge is not boomer bust he he has down areas which for 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 Aaron Judge is still good but if Aaron Judge isn't hitting bombs I'm not sold on a lot of the rest of yes oh absolutely Yankees lineup um because they're like I mean Giancarlo Stanton Stanton's there there are so many players on that team that that can go that can go cold with no warning yes playoff Stanton is is a consideration um I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting, and we're going to get to see that all unfold in that next series. Um, But when we talk about Aaron Judge, and we mentioned it right at the top of the podcast, uh, we mentioned the MVP uh, battle between him and Shohei. And I think a great thing about season awards is they're regular season awards. They're not playoffs. They're not based off of playoff success. Right, so whether or not Aaron Judge does make a difference on his team here in the postseason does not affect the award voting um, going forward, right? And 
we're seeing a really close battle between Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge. It's really the only area, I think, inside of the award voting this year that I would say is very contested. Yeah. And there's a lot of clear winners for Cy Young, Rookie of the Years, right? Maybe Rookie of the Year for National League is a little bit undecided, but it's going to be one of two players on the same team, right? right? So, I mean, there's really not that much at stake. And then we can get into Managers of the Year. But why don't we start right at the top of the fold here with Judge versus Otani. What do you guys think? I cannot say enough great things about Shohei Otani. I genuinely think he is the greatest, one of, if not, one of the greatest players in baseball history who has the potential to become the greatest baseball player in history. Um, and what he's done this season is phenomenal. What he's done, what he did last season was phenomenal. Um, and he's just a great, exciting player to watch play. I think it has to be Aaron Judge. Um, because I think you can't just hit 62 home runs, break one of the, the most long-standing records. Contend arguably, for a triple crown. Contend for a triple, triple crown. You know, as great as Shohei's been, I'm confident he will have other opportunities to uh, contend for an MVP title. I think it. I think you have to give it to Aaron Judge. As much as it pains for me to say it, because I I do think that there's been a lot of Shohei Otani slander on social media. Um, there's been a lot of backlash to the people that have, are really supporting him. Um, I want to make it clear that I cannot get enough of Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is Camilo Fonseca's favorite player. It, he is. Um, but with 62 home runs, I think you have to give it to Aaron Judge. I'm in the same vein. I adore Shohei Otani. I would do anything to see him in a Mariners uniform. He's <laughs> which uh, is a possibility. He's one of the he's one of the coolest baseball players and coolest people I've ever seen. And I'm still giving it to Aaron Judge. Shohei Otani will have other seasons. He this is not going to be his only M- MVP win. Aaron, this is Judge's season. This is to Judge's remember. peak. This, this is Judge's peak, and absolutely. it's it's which payday year. It's a non. So. It's, a, it's the best contract year in all of baseball. Yes, it's you, you. He he bet on himself, and he did what no one thought was possible. He broke. He made it so that we never have to hear from Roger Maris Jr. ever again. <laughs> which I must say, didn't really hear much from Ro- Roger Maris Jr. at all, really, until the home run record started coming close so i feel like he might have been silenced anyways but you know <laughs> that's that and, and what you guys are saying i completely agree with um i don't have any fancy take about shohei otani being the mvp i think judge what he did this season um defensively too i think everybody talks about his offense but he's got one of the biggest cannons out there albeit in a short porch you know arena but i mean Aaron Judge, what he did is not incomparable, um, but it's just on a different level uh, that we should be taking into account. And a lot of people mention about the two-way player, you know, Shohei Otani is an all-star on both sides. And one of the biggest conversations for Shohei Otani supporters uh, for this, um, for their his MVP candidacy is that the award is most valuable player, Right. A lot of judge people say, hey, judge carried the Yankees to 
the playoffs, which I don't think is exactly true. Yes, I don't think I Judge carried his team. He did amazing. He did a wonderful season. I but don't you think take you take Judge off that team, and it's still a playoff team. I believe so. It's a playoff team, but not by much. Not by much. It might be a wild card team. You know, it not they're not necessarily division. You winners, take Judge off but that I think team, they, the they Blue Jays win the division. But how do we define sure. most valuable player? You know, it, I think. In some ways, most valuable player should be a player that you could take off of any team and put it onto another organization, and then that makes that organization 10 times better, right, for this entire season. Which, in that scenario, you could say Shohei Otani makes that difference more than Judge. Um, You could. You could. And I, I don't think anybody who argues that is necessarily... I, I just think that... The, the circumstances this year are so extraordinary that you have to take that as the one thing that sets them apart. Um, I agree. Shohei is probably a bigger impact on his team than Aaron Judge is. But, like, look at know. the angels. I, it, it's tough when, you, when you're talking about because this is all semantics. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. Look at the Angels. The Angels had one of the worst collapses in back in May I've seen in a long time. They lost, what, 14 games in a row or something of the sort? Yeah. And obviously Shohei can't be expected to pick up the entire weight. Like, I, baseball's a sport where one player cannot oh, yeah, no. pick your, up the entire weight. Your best hitter can only bat one out of every nine. But, but, but I think that—and I'm also not a fan of using— you know, team performance to justify an that. individual award. But you have to... That's a 12-game stretch in which Shohei was not... You know, he was hitting well, but he wasn't... That Part of that failure is a team failure, and part of it is on him. Even though, again, phenomenal the rest of the season. And even... He played well in those games, but you know. So let's, let's, let's speed through here some of the other awards... Uh, so, National League MVP. I think it's also pretty contested. You know, two Cardinals players that are kind of leading uh, the charge. I think it should be Paul Goldschmidt. I would agree. I think it should be Paul Goldschmidt. I think it will be Paul Goldschmidt. I think, besides Goldschmidt and Aaron Otto, I think Manny Machado should be in the conversation more than he currently is. I think he Manny did have, Machado, an, he's a he's have did an, have a an unbelievable season. And the Padres... I don't. I don't think they'd be in the playoffs without him. Which makes me think that oh, definitely not. Without Manny Machado and without Tatis, you know, the play, yeah. the Padres are not half the team that they are right no. now. Um, but I, I, what makes me think it could be Machado just because he has more. I hate to say it, but he does have more name recognition. Than but he Paul also Goldschmidt. is not loved by everybody, and we Which know who the voters are. <laughs> Which is true. The, exactly, sports writers are very easily. Um, um, yeah. Everybody, everybody yeah. knows how much I have a distaste for, for Manny Machado. Machado. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think he's fun. I don't have anything against him personally. I understand why why um, Tyler's yeah. not a fan. I understand. But I, I, you know, Paul Goldschmidt has been phenomenal. All year you know, round. He, all year round, um, def- defensively, offensively, you know, he... He's been good. It's, he's been good. I, I don't know how much more, more there is to he's say. He's been a really, really good baseball player. 
He's hitting. His hitting is incredible. His defense is, you know, so. So let's move now to the Cy Young, right? Um, I think it's quite clear. I don't know exactly where Shane McClanahan stands for now at, at this point. But um, I think the American League Cy Young is Justin Verlander. Absolutely. Despite him not having, you know, he, he had to wait, right? He had some injury issues. He missed some starts. Um, and some people are saying, well, you know, he didn't have the exact amount of you know workload that other pitchers that are contending had, but I think what he did in his time um, was too spectacular to kind of just breeze past, and I think he does win it. Yes, um, and and I was looking at the the amount of innings pitched. He does have fewer than other pitchers, but really, it's not um, it's not by that much that he is is. Um, behind because he did he was able to come back at the end of the season if he had missed like a lot of time then i think there's more of a conversation but he is having a better season than when he won mvp he's mm-hmm. got what's the area like 1.8 or something it's 1.75 that's I think, unthinkable which is incredible you know this is this is i think his best year of pitching absolutely and uh in the national league side you have i believe sandy alcantara to, gotta be Sandy, yeah. To be that because the two player. contenders are him and Julio Rios. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Alcantara is is he uh, has a higher ERA than Urias. Um, but this is where innings pitch really does matter because he has almost fifty more innings pitched. Just um, to have an an ERA that's like five points higher or whatever. Alcantara has six complete games this year. Yeah, which is that's, incredible. That's insane. <laughs> and they have, and Urias and Alcantara have like almost the same whip as well. So I think this is the point where you do have to look at the amount of innings pitched to really say this was the the pitcher, the starting pitcher that really, really mattered the most to their team. He can, he can go the distance as many times as he's asked. He's the best pitcher in the National League. Rookie of the year? Rookie of the Year voting. I think it was close at one point for the American League, but then Julio Rodriguez kind of just took off. Yes. Yeah, at the start of the year, it was Julio and Pena, and then it was Julio or Bobby Witt, and then it was Julio or Adley. It's always going to be Julio. This guy's crazy. He I... is inevitable, if you say. <laughs> yeah. Lots of good... Truly, there were a lot of Incredible class of rookies. In both leagues. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think J-Rod takes it fairly straightforward. For fairly easily. Um, so that's in the American League. In the National League, the Rookie of the Year conversation gets a little more interesting because you're right; it is two people. It's gonna on, be it is gonna be in the Atlanta Braves. Braves. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Spencer Schrider, or it's gonna be Michael Harris. Which I think they are both good choices. I would put my I would vote for, and I would put my money behind Michael Harris winning it. I would like to see Strider because I feel that so often. Um, pitchers don't win Rookie of the Year. I would love to see a pitcher win Rookie of the Year. I just think it's a lot more uh, rare. I think a lot of people always want to praise offense more than they want to praise pitching. Um, so I could see how Michael Harris wins, but I'm going to put my vote. If I had a vote, if I had a say in the matter, I'd put it Spencer Strider. I think it will go to Harris. I think Harris has overall had a slightly better season you could argue michael harris has been mind-blowing he's he's been insane oh absolutely spencer strider also did throw 16 strikeouts in a single game yeah 
Oh, very impressive. I'm not taking anything away from both. I, of them. I'm giving it to Harris, but ugh. I would wow. just like to point out that Corey Kluber is now pitching in a postseason game against the Cleveland against Cleveland. So moving on to you know from players to the managers, you know. They got a lot to do over 162 games, and that's what we should base it off of, right? This isn't about which manager won the World Series. I don't think it should be. I don't know if right. that should be where you guys come into play. I don't know if you Oh, no, I, it's a regular season, season award. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but when it comes to both divisions, I think a lot of people think that the National League is clear cut, um, but I'm not sure about that. And then the American League, there's a couple... Maybe three coaches yeah. or managers that are in that conversation. I'd say that. So starting with the National League, um, a lot of people say Dodgers won 111 games. They're one of seven teams now in the history of the game to win over 110 games. Dave Roberts, right? He's won it before. Um, he hasn't won it in the World Series too often. But can you really denote that kind of success? I think you can. I think I think if I was the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, I could win 111 games because their lineup is insane. Their players are unbelievable. I don't feel like Dave Roberts is having a huge effect. I I'm giving it to Buck Showalter. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think, you know, the Dodgers would have won 100 plus games. Probably. Maybe they not won 107 not, last year. Maybe not 111 games. They had a but four, I think they you, had a four game difference. I think you could put you know Phil Nevin for the as manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they would still have been a 9500 win team. Hearing that name makes me unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. I think you have to give it to Buck Showalter um, because the extent to which I obviously we're colored right now by uh, the the taste of. You know well, what the Mets have been going through the last week or so, which certainly has not been great. But we have to remember that the it, it's been truly a astonishing turnaround from what the Mets were last year with essentially the same roster. Right, and that's because last year they incredibly underperformed. Yeah, well, but that's the, but that's the important thing is that. Buck Showalter was able to get these performances out of these same players that past managers, not just Luis Rojas, other managers in the past have not been able to do. See, I don't know if I give it to Buck Showalter, um, but I would like to contend. I don't think it would be. I don't think it should be, and I don't think the vote to Dave Roberts is very fun. Anyways, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think Ollie Marmol for the Cardinals taking a team that I thought one wasn't going to win the division at all. Sure, um, sure. I thought maybe they would contend for the wild card. I didn't think they were going to, once again, win the Central. And being able, to get the most, getting, being able to get the most out of such an old team is, I think, quite impressive. I mean, I don't want to put just pool holes as like, this is the pool holes conversation. But it seemed to me that he just did an incredible job at pushing the Cardinals to the, I think, apex of what their performance could be. Um, and I would put my vote there. But I think that the Cardinals that we've seen this year aren't really that different from the Cardinals that we saw last year under Mike Schilt, um, which was a firing that I was not particularly happy about. Obviously, it's worked out for them so far. And I agree, Oliver Marmel has been, you know, he's been great. But I... the. 
the change in like the the turnaround between them has not gone has not been the same i think that has happened in in queens sure sure and that brings us you know and i i agree with what you're saying and and how that can go down but i i just think that um the mets don't even win their division out i don't know it's a little bit of a weird situation because i know how much talent that Mets team had. They made a lot of moves in the offseason um, to improve their team. But the but the performance, the improvements have come out of players like Jeff McNeil, Francisco oh. Lindor, that w- did not have good seasons last year. And he and Buck Showalter's been able to to get them to perform to Jeff McNeil has that turnaround has been insane. He, he won a batting title. Yeah. That's insane. So I don't know. I think a lot of that is because of Showalter, but you're right. There are other candidates in in the National League um, that it I doesn't matter. Really Dave Roberts about. is going to win. It <laughs> Gosh, I, sure, I hope not. I really I think the writers. I think the writers absolutely favor Roberts in this conversation. Which sucks. Um, but that gets into a more controversial um, American League, where there's there's a couple managers that I think could be sitting at the top, um, and for me. Look, I want to go in a similar vein of how I judge manager of the year. And the Guardians, I had finishing maybe fourth in this division. Um, And all of a sudden, Cleveland goes on an absolute run. And I know Terry Francona has a special place in my heart. I don't want to have that um, overshadow the job that he's done in Cleveland. Um... And he's been battling multiple health issues um, in the last two, three years now. And he's able to, he was able to take a team that, once again, I thought was going to be one of the worst teams in the American League and turn them into a division winning, potentially wild card winning team, which I know doesn't matter, but I just thought I'd do a little dig. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you raise a really good point that I don't think any of us thought that the Guardians were going to really even be in serious playoff contention, let alone, you know, be as strong as a team as they have been over the regular season. Again, you know, they play in the American League Central, so that (laughs) is something. Um, But for a division that we thought, I remember I said it was the White Sox division to lose. And um, they lost it. (laughs) They lost it. Um, But there were also, you know, I had the Twins coming above the the Guardians. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I... It there is a really strong case to be made for Terry Francona. I think um, I would give my vote to Scott Service, and you'd be correct from the Mariners, um, which I know Henry is is jazzed about. Twenty one years. How do you not give it to Scott? I they th- almost broke it last year, they, and yeah. and and he should have gotten the award last year, but they gave it to Kevin Cash because the Mariners didn't make the playoffs, and now they've made the playoffs. What's what's the excuse this time? I think Scott Service is definitely... I think an excuse would be that there's other managers that have done quite spectacular things with their respective ball clubs that were not good last year. The Mariners... Mm. Okay. The, the, the 2020 Mariners were horrible. And the 2021 Mariners almost made the playoffs and Scott, Scott Service did not win Manager of the Year. The 2021 Orioles were, were horrible. And the 2022 Orioles were great. And I've heard a lot of talk about Brandon Hyde and... 
And if you don't give Scott Service the award last year, you do not give Brandon Hyde the award this year. Which is why I have Terry Frank. I don't have Brandon <laughs> Hyde. I have Terry Frank. I've seen a lot, of, a lot of people on Twitter talking about Brandon Hyde. So here's a, here's a name for you, which I don't think is going to happen, but I think he is a serious candidate that's been thrown around. Uh, Aaron Boone. Yeah, okay. Let's go. Let's move on. Okay. okay. Come I'm, on. Just saying, I'm just saying, if we're if we look at how the Yankees were last year and how they've been this year, Aaron Boone has been on paper. Yeah, my favorite far part was when he slammed the table and said it's right here, it's right in front of him. Um and you know what's not in front of him is an American League Manager of the Year award. For that reason, I'm out. I would not give it to Aaron Boone. I just think he's a name that that is worthy of See, discussion because I think people are talking about See, him, and that's why I, I you know, I don't want to do too much. I think this podcast has run quite long, but to put a final bow on on my opinions for Terry Francona is that the Seattle Mariners were on an up trajectory already, and the Cleveland Guardians were quite down on their luck. Sure, um, and I think that's what makes his ability to turn this team into. A division winner. Of course, I don't know, you know, obviously once we, again, Central isn't all too competitive. Um, Brandon Hyde. You could say, you could use that same logic. But he didn't make the playoffs. But, okay, but the AL East If we're using the... Fine, if we're using (laughs) that logic. But the AL East is certainly more competitive than the AL Central. Which, again, I'm not discounting uh, Terry Francona. I just think they have similar cases. But yes... You're right. I, I think Terry Fracone has a very strong case. I'm still giving it to Scott Service. I think it, it's a two-man race, and my extremely biased opinion is it's got to go Scott Service. Well, all right. I think that wraps this episode of the Two Scene Podcast up. The entirety of this recording, this uh, Cleveland versus Tampa extra innings game has been going on. We were wa- I was waiting to give you my reactions for for my my little post-game uh, discussion, but that's gonna have to wait till next time. It's unfortunately, just the fourteenth inning. <laughs> Henry, any parting comments? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I can't wait to maybe come back next time so I can make fun of the Los Angeles Angels when the Mariners win the World Series. Yeah, yeah we'll <laughs> definitely have you back for that. Oh boy, um, uh, let's not look that far ahead. But is there anything that you want to promote? Anything going on in your life that? Anywhere, any social medias any you want? Plugs. Not really. I'm. Just, I don't have any big, big, big projects in the works. Well, if you want to continue, if you want baseball to... opinions, you can follow me on Twitter at Neiman underscore Henry. Wonderful. That's exactly what we want. And and if you guys want to get our postseason takes, I know I've been tweeting like a madman so far in this postseason. I'll continue to be tweeting like a madman. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at. Tyler underscore underscore Foy and Camilo. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fonseca underscore ESQ, where I will be very busy not tweeting to jinx my team. Well, we thank you for listening to this episode of the Two Scene Podcast. We look forward to having you guys here again for when I believe the next episode should be when the championship series is getting either underway or right about to start. <laughs>